Cape Talk. Some beautiful news. So as always, on Mondays, we bring you five inspirational stories of of uh, extraordinary South Africans. And you then get to decide who is then featured in our beautiful news interview. Now, Marilyn May read the headlines, yet another infant was abandoned. And this is the fate of thousands of babies every year in South Africa. And in many cases, they're born to mothers who are in vulnerable positions themselves and out of fear or shame or confusion choose to leave their children and it's a growing crisis that requires intervention on multiple levels Uh, and this is where Marilyn May decided to step in with her organization Atlantic Hope My name is Marilyn May I'm the founder of Atlantic Hope Place of Safety When I find out how many babies are abandoned and vulnerable. I decided to open up my door and my heart to as many as possible. My first memory of wanting to care for the innocent was when I held an abandoned baby. I had read it in the media, but to physically have this little abandoned infant on my shoulder was hard hitting. I was very excited when I received my first baby, and as I looked after him as the weeks passed, I felt that this was in fact something I had been practicing my whole life to do. Over a hundred babies that have been placed in my home, with the help of my dedicated staff, have gone on to permanent homes. With every child that leaves Atlantic Hope, it's very hard to say goodbye, but watching a little soul begin their new lives with a family keeps me doing what I do. Wow. And Marilyn May joins us on the line now from Seapoint. Marilyn, amazing work that you are doing. Thank you, Lester. How many babies have been through your care over the last few years? Almost 100 babies have been through my care. We've actually, I started in 2010. Mm. So it will be, it will actually be 10 years in March Mm. 2020. Some of the babies are in my care for about three months, but Mm. others are longer depending on the legalities. Yeah. So the oldest babies were actually a set of triplets that stayed here until yeah. about a week before their first birthday. Let's talk about some of those legalities. Um, often we hear cases of babies being abandoned, some in atrocious places like like drains and sewers. Others are put into places of safety. I know there is the, uh, I think it's the bread bin project where, where, where mothers put babies in these sort of bread bins at strategic places so that they can be found, so that they can be, uh, be found. What is the legalities of, of bringing in a child? Are you a de facto foster mother to them or foster organization or does social development take full responsibility of these abandoned babies okay so just in terms of what i do i'm what's called a safety mom and i have an organization we have an organization called atlantic hope because my flat is on the atlantic seaboard and to become a safety parent you have to go through training to become a safety parent you get screening and then you also have to get a police clearance and you are then registered under the Department of Social Development. So the Department of Social Development is your umbrella that you work mm. under. And you, I look after babies that have been removed from their guardian's care mm. because they've either due to abuse and neglect or they've been abandoned 
Or there's a children in terms of the Children's Act, the law says that you could a baby that's relinquished from adoption. There's a 60-day period mm. in which both um, parents, the biological mom and dad, have the same rights, and they can decide not to let the legal process go further. Their circumstances may have changed, and they can then approach their social worker mm. and say, "Look, we don't want to go ahead." As mm. far as abandonment goes. It's harrowing. As we all know, it's on the rise. Um, the full extent is very hard to gauge because so many are not found. Mm. You asked the question about safe and unsafe. Well, they refer to these um, two words, safe and unsafe. So an example of safe would be at a bus terminal. Mm. Or terminus, a very busy place, a hub of people going up and down where the baby will cry or in a taxi. Um, we had a baby that was placed with me at Atlantic Hope. Mm. Um, she was a very newborn. She had the products of Bristol on her, and her mm. mom took her to a person that was on the parade that was selling shoes to a foreigner and asked her, please, to hold the baby. She wanted to go to the bathroom. And she never returned. The baby was placed with wow. us and... So that is um, a safe abandonment. That mm. mom has handed the baby over to somebody. Yeah. She knows that baby's going to be saved. And, and as what we know, um, um, Marilyn, is that many of these mothers are in very, very vulnerable positions with themselves in the community that, that they live in, wanting to, to give this child something better or may not be able just to deal with the situation and wants to, wants to, to be free of this, of this child as, as quickly as possible. You as someone who takes care and looks after abandoned babies, is there ever a moment where you find yourself judging some of these mothers? Oh, isn't that, it's crazy, crazy that you should ask me that question because as you were talking to her, I thought to myself, is he going to ask me that question about <laughs> abandonment? And yes, it's very real about judging because there are so many people mm. that judge and everybody's welcome to their judgment. But mm. in the first baby that was abandoned that came to me, I did um, judge. And this mommy actually came forward after many, many months. And when I found out the circumstances, I never judged after that. Mm. Moms are frightened, they're yeah. desperate, they're destitute. Some of the moms are actually, they can be raped, gang raped, incest, yeah. and um, they, are, they are just desperate. And also they don't have education, they don't know that there's a crisis center that they can call or they can go to social services in their area or when they get mm. to a place where they're going to deliver the baby, they can speak to social workers yeah. there, they don't know about adoption agencies. And um, so, yes, you know, and uh, your question was, do I personally judge? No, I don't. And and we do know of uh, particularly the stigma. That goes uh, that goes along with being a a single mother. Um, I know of many people, many women who said they were yes. even afraid to go to clinics during their, their pregnancy, knowing they were pregnant, they were they were physically pregnant, but they didn't want to go to, to a clinic out of fear this of stigma from the nurse who comes from their community and, and in all intents of, of purposes knows them, knows their family. This is absolutely, absolutely correct. A lot of the babies that are born into hospital, that are born into hospital, 
you will, owls was, will be told that they were born before arrival. So the baby will come in an ambulance. Mm. And often that baby would be then abandoned at the hospital. Um, the mom may take the baby to a neighbor and say, you know, can you phone or take the baby, leave it somewhere with a safe abandonment, ask to, mm. to phone. So those babies are newborn, maybe a few hours old. Mm. And um, so, yes, that, that is one thing that, that they're actually so desperate, these, these moms, that they, they birth at home. Mm. Just my final question, Marilyn. Uh, it's not you alone. You work with a team of other very, very important women helping to look after uh, these newborns, these babies, almost as much as till they are one years old. How, how do you prevent yourself from being emotionally connected to a child? I think, sure, that must be very difficult. After rearing, raising a child for three, six, nine months, almost a year, and then the child leaves either to social development, another person, foster care. How do you deal with that about getting attached? Lisa, in my heart, and, and we know that children need to bond and attach and how important it is before they're two years old and that lasts them, goes with them for the rest of their life and if after that as adults, as teenagers, they can trust. So for me to be able to to reach out, open my arms, and as you say, yes, the wonderful people, the staff, the volunteers, and just give up everything that we can to the babies is so heartwarming. As far as saying goodbye, that attachment that I have personally, that the staff have personally and have to say goodbye is incredibly, incredibly diff- mm. difficult. Sometimes myself, sometimes the staff, Sometimes the volunteers, they, I can honestly say that they feel as if they, the children were born unto them, as if they had birthed these children. And it's something that I will never get used to saying goodbye, but the one thing that keeps me going and keeps the staff going um, is to see the children going into more permanent homes, mm. as you say, whether it's foster care or adoption. And the world stands still when you, you see a childless couple meet their baby for the mm. very first time. Must be beautiful. Marilyn May there of our beautiful news for this week. A very, very touching and a very, very beautiful story.